I'm Miss Chrissy. And I'm Steve. <laughs> a garbly, gooked up Steve still. Um, but you're listening to Partners in Crime in the 19046, episode number 111. Impressive. Yeah, I know. It's kind of bizarre, too. This is um first time I've been able to speak in, like, weeks, so... Yeah, so I'm going to do most of the talking, theoretically, but uh, just to share, if you listened to our last episode, I was flying solo for the first time ever, so I'm happy that Steve is back, even just a teensy bit, and we are very excited that we have a new guest to the podcast this evening, and his name is Righteous Jolly, and I just got to tell you, I went down a whole rabbit hole here of trying to figure out whether or not that was your real name. Which I know is like a thing because in the rabbit hole of, you know, Googling you and reading things, there are like multiple little articles about how, yes, this is my actually my name and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. I, I learned I learned a thing or two while, you know, trying to figure out if that was a stage name or your actual given yeah. name. I could, I could have just told you. She didn't ask me. <laughs> no, it's, this is true. Uh, you know, it's the story of my life on a level. Uh, but it is on my birth certificate, and I, I make the joke that I have all the emotional scars to prove it. It's <laughs> what I've been saying that joke for, I don't know, 25 years. Once, yeah, so, you know what I mean? So I was convinced that that was the coolest stage name ever. And, you know, yeah. it's even cooler that it's your real name, actually. I suppose so. I um, Maybe the article you had referenced most recently, because I, yeah, so Righteous Jolly is the name, and um, I worked at Macaroni Grill for so long and I had to write my name on every table as a server. And so I talked about it with every table for a decade. And <laughs> and on Sundays, because of the word righteous, you know, and its connection to uh, you know, pious people with all respect, on Sundays when I was busy and they wanted to discuss that, I would change my name uh so that I didn't have to discuss it. And I would just write Al upside down and backwards with a crayon because Al's easy. Al, perfect. Well, that makes yeah. You can call me Al. That's even better. So, did you ever do like like a? I have like a like my name is Bond James Bond, but with Righteous Jolly. You really Jolly Righteous Jolly. Yeah, it's just so verbose though. But you, I don't know. What is it? What is it? My, what is a name? You know, Um, a boy named Sue is something I always say to him. A boy named Sue. When we get in these discussions, it's the first thing my wife said to me when we met. Is your real name? Uh, so yes, my mom was in love with my father, and he called me righteous uh, at birth. So that's what they called me. That's what I grew up with. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, are you Irish by any chance? I am Irish. I mean, you know, I'm of course uh, American Irish. We we are probably four generations removed. So I always feel so cheesy saying I'm Irish in front of you know, Irish people, but I, I'm in an Irish group, uh, the Jolly Tinkers. We, we play Irish music, like Clancy Brothers stuff, uh, for the last decade or so. So I, I mean, if I can, whatever, uh, heritage I connect to, uh, via our lineage would be mostly Irish. Yeah. Cool. So, so music, you are, uh, producing an album, right? Yes. Yesterday, um, in fact, or, you know, whenever this is aired, I don't know. But as of uh, me talking to you now, it's it, we have sealed it. We have mastered the no, excuse me, not mastered, but we have mixed down and we added all the tracks and it will be sent to getting mastered within the week. And uh, it's been a, almost a three year process. Uh, I shouldn't even say that just for the sake of people listening to them, like this album took three years. <laughs> just heaven forbid someone say that. But it was uh, there was a, 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 a whoopsie and it all got deleted the first time. Oh, that's yeah, terrible. So, yeah, it was a setback. Um, but ultimately, it was it's better off uh, when this album comes out. Um, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, right? So, uh, but yeah, have the album, my first solo album uh, called "What's in a Name." You know, sort of playing on that, um, and it's very much connected to my oh it's i don't know it's so deep there's so many things uh but you know it, it explores my name and my story and you know my life and my relationship with my family uh and uh there's a lot in there you know it's a lot of humor it's a lot of sadness and a lot of 
heaviness and joy and pain, et cetera. So are you a guitar player? Is that your primary instrument? It is my it is my primary instrument, but it is the thing that I'm uh the most vulnerable at. Um it's not it's not my strength. Uh I'm a I think I'm a a more confident vocalist, certainly, and a more confident performer, actor through and through. I'm an actor first, uh, you know, at least what I like to say, my story that I'm trying to keep, keep, you know, co- cohesive for everybody is I'm an actor, you know, I'm an actor who sings and I play guitar and I've been writing songs, my own songs now, really since the pandemic, cliche as that is, I really put, I don't know, change gears during the pandemic, uh, sort of survival mode survival creative survival mode uh yep. you know i'm I, we we were blessed you know my you know i'm blessed in that regard you know that we didn't we fared pretty well um all things considered but creative survival mode you know where where us as creatives three of us certainly uh as much as we know each other or not that was a weird time i didn't listen to your podcast i, I was looking at all of your episodes and just sort of actually scanning the the names and i saw the it's march 19th what you called it with sort of a, a cutesy name playing on, you know, how everything just happened. Uh, so I, I'm going to go back and listen to that one first, I think. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we did some version of this pre pandemic and then yeah. everything kind of, you know, everything changed and you had to find new ways to make stuff and do stuff and connect with people and, we actually the the back of Steve's uh, background that you see there is a, a space we created during the pandemic called which we call the Arts Garage. We don't use it as a venue as much as we did, but we created that space during the pandemic because there was literally nowhere to go. There was oh. nowhere to hang out, and this was like an open air garage. Um, and we you know did events there, like little music things and. Trivia. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think you're thinking of that episode, Coronacation. Yes. Yeah, it's a great name. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's all lockdown. Yeah. yeah, lockdown vibes. Uh, I don't know. So I'm sure you've discussed that so much. Um, but that's pretty cool about this space then. And so what you had, you, you, it was it like your, just your nucleus, your crew that would come through? Or did you seek out other uh, artists and creatives to come in and create something? Uh, so that space is right next to my dance studio. So mm-hmm. I own a dance studio and my primary business and occupation and life is as a dancer and a dance teacher. That little garage became vacant and we repurposed it. In addition to that, I built an outdoor dance studio, which also functions as a stage. Cool. So we did a whole bunch of stuff, either in the garage space or on the outdoor stage. We continue to do things like that. Like my dance studio still does performances there. Jason Agar, who you mentioned uh, before we started the recording, he's come and performed. I don't know. How many times, Steve? Like three or four times? Yeah, multiple times. Yeah. Cool. Uh, And uh, I remember we had the... Man, it was such crazy times. We had one of the first things we did was have uh, like fire pits outside because like you weren't allowed to do things in buildings. And right, it was a crazy time. We had like this um, Christmas era, like December, I think it was. Yeah, it was called a holiday happening. Yeah, we had like um, music on Zoom and trying to figure out how to get that to sound okay. And wow, because because it couldn't even get the artists out, uh, you know, in person. And when there was nothing else open anywhere, like we had multiple stuff going on there and people just came from all over because it was like, it. It was, yeah and you could be outside and feel safe at those those times and uh you could yeah. and we really good artists from around the area would come over and they would perform and some did poetry a lot of music uh we did a movie night before we did a lot of stuff awesome i mean that's that's right it is survival i don't mean this in like a, a like it is survival of the fittest you know like and i and i say that uh not uh disrespectfully of course i'm saying it in in regards to creativity survival of the fittest you know like i I, speaking to so many friends actors in particular when like there was no auditioning and there was no auditions and it's like what are you doing i just worked with this theater company pegasus and the artistic directors uh, where you know they pivot like you guys sound like you pivot you pivoted so much obviously 
to continue to create, or perhaps it was also your monetary thing, which is a whole other stress, obviously, which I, I cannot relate to. I feel blessed in that regard. Um, but like creativity, you know, what am I going to do? Like, like we are, we're, we're, there is a, there is suffering when you're not, I don't know, locking into wherever your self-worth is. And for me, it is in creating something and, and being, you know, innately creative if it's not music or acting or, and I didn't have those outlets. Uh, so I, I also pivoted to virtual trivia, which is my money too. Um, so it is survival of the fittest. And it seems like you guys didn't miss a beat in that regard. So, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and what was really crazy was the outdoor stage because that's how Chrissy makes her living. And, uh, like, I don't people, people maybe don't remember, even though it was only a couple years ago, like she was not legally allowed to do her business, which right. is, I found so appalling, but like she literally couldn't. And if she couldn't do her business, she couldn't put food on the table. So yeah. Yeah. she uh, went out, went out and got a stage built in the parking lot. Right. <laughs> and then so, kids, yeah. kids are outside in this tented stage, sometimes with heaters on. Yep. Yeah. 20 some degree weather in the middle of February. Yeah. So I, I hired a, a contractor and it, this is not an, a cheap endeavor permitted. No. You, I mean, it is a giant 20 by 40 wood platform yeah. with a state, you know, with a yeah. covering. I bought so, I can't even tell you how many heaters I went through. I've gone through yeah, three God. tops. Merrill Harder was a get them. Oh my gosh. It was awful. There was like the snow, the first snowstorm I had when I had the, the stage. Oh my God. Took the entire tent down. Tent down, of yeah. course. And, uh, oh, I mean, just to think back to everything we went through and these poor children, I mean, their parents were so grateful until it got to a point where you were like, I know it's 24 degrees outside, but they're going to be okay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kids in mittens at dance class outside, you know. So trivia. So you said you did trivia online. Obviously, now you're back in mm -hmm. person. And you, is that your, like, your main gig as a working, is that your? For money. Your money gig? Yeah, it's my money gig. But my <laughs> wife is my money gig. Um, and so my wife is a teacher and, uh, you know, that's, that is a blessing. Uh, and, uh, she's been very supportive in that regard. And, uh, you know, at the risk of, uh, you know, uh, sounding, however that sounds to whomever that sounds, it's the truth. And it affords me, I was a day dad, uh, for, uh, you know, for that was the way our team worked. And, uh, I was, you know, you know, man, I was a bartender, bar manager doing the whole thing in that regard. We had little kids, domestic, domestic responsibilities change. And then, um, you know, I was a day dad and then, uh, and I didn't go back to bartending, which was a blessing to not go back to bartending too. And then, uh, trivia sort of, I took, I got, I have three gigs weekly, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I do corporate stuff and you know, gig work and stuff, however it comes. I'm a bit of a dilettante. I do a little bit of everything. Um, but the gigs uh, in Newtown, in Doylestown, and in Ben Salem at Broken Goblet. So so you do trivia at two of the same venues as Kara. Yes. So this whole Broken Goblet little circle thing is fascinating to me. How did that, like, how do you know Kara? How do you get in broken goblet because the, all of those people those big yeah. people were in your super cool show which led us to inviting you on to the podcast cool. well and thanks again i didn't i didn't say thanks for having me oh the well, show is uh there's like is it a levittown christmas carol the levittown christmas carol? i think we called it uh a levittown christmas carol oh uh, okay yeah yeah um, which was fun and thanks i yeah funny yeah. very funny i loved it Thank you. I, I appreciate you guys. It was uh, it was ambitious on, on a level, and uh, it and it's even more ambitious. I'd say it was at forty percent, maybe thirty percent, what you saw, like based on my expectation, um, where I'd like it to be and where where I want it to go. But um, Kara, I love her so much. Uh, we met uh, in New Hope many years ago at an open mic she was playing at, and I was bartending and bar managing, and I don't know, it's pretty pretty quick. And then and then I'll just you know who doesn't love her? I mean, she is her voice. Her voice is on another level, you know, best voice in Bucks County, I always say. And, uh, you know, the thing about Kara, too, it's like it's an I'm, a, I'm attracted to her artistry and her voice. 
I, 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 when you meet other artists who, who humble you and challenge you, um, I don't lead with envy, of course, but I, I, I like to lead with, uh, wow, I like what you have. I'm attracted to what you have. How do you do that? I want to learn more. I want to be better. Um, and so that, that was sort of led me to stay in touch with her. And then we get to know each other and we vibe really well. Our voices blend nice together when we play. And uh, like I told you about guitar, though, it took me so long to even be able. I'm not saying that I'm in her caliber, uh, but just to be able to hang with her and hang with so many musicians. It took me so long. And um, I just love her. Broken Goblet, I worked at for many years because I'm friends with those guys before they started. Jay Gross, you know, Jay Gross, who's the uh, primary owner, principal owner and the sound guy and, you know, music man. He recorded my band's first album. Uh, he also recorded Mike Locke's band's first album. That's how they met. He's an owner. Yeah, Jay, Jay's like the hardest working guy. He's mm -hmm. always there when I'm there because oh, he's yeah, always yeah. doing the audio. Oh, yeah. It's so much. I mean, what an awesome venue. Yeah, he's just like this quiet guy. He is. And he's, he's just quiet. there. This silent force keeps everything going. He is. It's amazing. They're, yeah, they're all like that to a degree. That is true. Yeah, Mike is the less silent force, but <laughs> yeah. they all, they all, I mean, dude, <laughs> it's such a hustle. Like, you know, like, they've been at it and they've of course you as you can relate to their business having to pivot during all that stuff and prior to that other bureaucracy and politics the things that take place that you know they've done great and i always tell people that it is the best venue between new york and philly bar none i agree even though it's in in, in bucks county right i know <laughs> i i despise bucks, bucks county but do you uh, I do. I went to high school there and couldn't wait to leave. Yeah. So. Which high school? Can I ask that on this? Uh... Yeah, sure. I went to Council Rock. Oh, yeah. When okay. there was I'm... one, you know, not two. So I'm, that's where I'm not there. I'm from I'm I'm from I live on the other side of the bypass is where, where I am right now. So that's interesting. Um, but I understand. You don't have to say anymore. We'll leave it there. I, um, it's cool. Yeah. So I actually. uh not quite the same story as you, because I think you went to you went to New York City for theater school, mm -hmm. I believe. But I ended up in New York after graduating from the University of the Arts. But I awesome transitioned from you know being a Bucks County girl to a a city girl, which is what I had always dreamed of when I you know had a mind of my own. Yeah, and, you know, was ready to get out. So. That's rad. Did you, by any chance, uh, is your business, your dance business in New Britain? My dance studio is in Jenkintown. Okay. So it's in the borough. It's right in our little tiny cool. half square mile here. What? Oh, yeah. What's it called? Jenkintown Dance Arts. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so my studio actually turns uh, 10 this year. So Congratulations. Holy yeah, smokes. it's exciting. Yeah gonna have a big soiree oh well i'm gonna have a big recital and you yeah. know the the big anniversary recital in the spring mm -hmm. so that'll be good but i have a friend in there who, uh, uh stephanie um she has a she's part of the uh yoga yoga in jenkintown yoga uh, yeah. sphere mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yes j-town hot yoga that's the one yeah yep i know stephanie um cool yeah, yeah so, that is uh, a half a block from my studio. So uh, cool. So University of the Arts. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to you. I hope you don't mind. I look. No, into that works too. fine. Um, yeah. we get we're getting to know each other in this regard. Uh, yeah, that's a great school. I looked into the going there too, and then I, my first senior year in high school, I don't remember if I, I, I remember filling out all the papers to go, and I must have uh, sent them in, but then I failed my senior year of high school. And I missed 87 Ew. days and I missed 87 days. And I had to repeat my senior year. And so I was like, and I had a couple, I had some state schools who were interested. I had like a little money coming to me for some state schools, but it was squandered. That's all good. Um, and, and for the record, whoever's listening to this, it was 87 days, whatever you would infer. It was just because I, I was late. I was actually only absent maybe 30 of those days, which is too much. I think I'll be pissed at my kids if they, they miss that many days, 30 <laughs> days. But I didn't sign in because oh, I didn't want to get right. any school suspension. You know what I mean? So the bells would ring and I'd walk right in. But that was foolish because I wasn't technically, I was absent. And 87 days on the books, they failed me. So I had to repeat it. Wow. 
Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I've never heard. I've never heard that. Jesus Christ Superstar. That's what my mom says. You, I think you failed because you wanted to be in the musicals. I'm like, yeah, right. It's a full year of my life. But I did get to do Judas, which was like, like I love it. I love Superstar so much. So that's fun. So then yeah. you went to New York City. And mm-hmm. the, the school you went to is like a conservatory style program, correct? Yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Circle in the Square, two year program in New York. It used to be uh, connected to Tisch School, NYU. Yes, that was um, my dream school. Yeah. I didn't get in there, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I know. I know how that is. Uh, you're doing great. Um, yeah, Circle Square was amazing for me. It was just perfect. Changed my life. I love it so much. I, I feel so. So, so did you stick around after completing the program or did you mm-hmm. come back to Pennsylvania? In, invariably, I came back to Pennsylvania. I was there for a few years. Um, I lived in Weehawken, um, in Jersey. And, uh, yeah, I was working in New York. I was Before I got an apartment in Weehawken, I was just sort of couch crashing quite a bit, especially when commuting to school. And then I booked a couple jobs right out of conservatory, um, a couple regional things, which was rad. And then, uh, you know how it goes. And I think I was working in Princeton and I was, and then I had a representation and commuting, uh, when I was living in Bucks County. And then I finally got an apartment in Jersey and, um, yeah, my life sort of, I met Jaina and, uh, my life, I got fired from, I got fired at, and I can't remember what year it was. Was it like recession time? I don't know. I don't know if about recessions, but <laughs> I, I, I remember because um, it's New York. You think it shouldn't be so hard, you know, if you're hustling to get a, a server or bartending gig. Right. And I got fired because I was like two out, two and a half hours late to my my bartending job because I was coming from Weehawken, mind you. It was, a, it was like a far commute to get to 23rd Street. Anyway, I walk in. I missed the dinner, like the excuse me, the brunch rush. And and I was really contrite and I felt terrible. And the one uh, chick that I was working with, we're working, Rebecca, we're together. Uh, she was upset that I was late and I apologized. All the while I was there trying to like work and after the dinner or the brunch rush, people were coming in for to fill out applications. And I was like, oh, man, like, I wonder if they just put like word out because they're going to can me, you know. So they kept putting applicate. People just kept dropping out off applications. The manager came out, sat down with me. And was like, look, I got to let you go, you know. And I said, I understand, you know. I, I I can't tell you the whole. I don't think I could tell you the whole story actually on this. It would be too, uh, too rude uh, what I did. But when I see you in person, I'll tell you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I get fired, and I walk out the door, and I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do? Like it's a moment, you know. And my agent had just called me and was like, uh, righteous, you have uh, an audition for national tour of Rent. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Yeah, baby. One door shuts. Another one opens. You know, so I walk around the block. Anyway, I never got that fucking job. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a success story yet. But I did audition fine. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's a great yeah, story. I got um, was late, got <laughs> fired, didn't get the next job. No, nope, didn't. That's life, man, sometimes. And then I went back to Princeton and you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But. I walked around the block and walked back in. I talked to my mom, told her I got fired. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got this audition too. And when I walked, I walked around the block and I went back in because everyone was handing reserve, uh, you know, res, uh, excuse me. Um, you know, they filled out applications. I walked around the block and I came in and I was like, Hey, I was just wondering if I could fill out an application right after I got fired. And <laughs> the owner screamed at me. She was so upset. She was so I mad was at hilarious. you. Like everybody cracked up. Like I I think it was hilarious. And Julie was there. And she was like, how dare you? This is hard for us. And you're going to come in. I'm like, why are you yelling at me? I'm fired. It was just a joke. Did you think, did you, do I really thought you'd hire me back like that? Like, gosh, good luck to you all. I'm never late nowadays. I'm like early to all my gigs. Maybe that is trauma response. Um, yeah, I know it sounds that way. Um, that was just a long night. That was like a 20 year old long night. That's why I was late. But. <laughs> gotcha. So I went after I graduated from UArts, I moved up to New York City to mm-hmm. be a dancer. Mm-hmm. I was there for about five years. I lived in Queens and then Brooklyn. And I'm very fond of Brooklyn. Maybe I'll yeah. retire there. That's my, cool. 
That's my fingers crossed plan. What neighborhood in Brooklyn? Park Slope. Yeah, Park Slope. Not, that's the, not the good part, though, oh, at the time. I, I know. Yeah, uh, at the time. You know, yeah. Now it's it probably the good closed. part. But, yeah, it was, like, South Slope, which was, like, okay. you know, for, it's right where they put that big stadium later. Who is it yeah. now? The basketball people or something? Is that where the, the Nets are? Yes, there you go, the yeah. Nets. Those basketball people. They took that down restaurant my... I got fired from, they, they moved, the one dude moved there. That's the only... He opened up a barbecue restaurant on Park Slope with a similar product. That's all. I, that's really all I know about it. But yeah, I loved it there. One day, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. or not. That's cool. Like, do you probably love, don't? Don't you? I, I mean, do you? I personally, I have pride in my New York. You know, my New York story. Like, whatever that means. Like, it was. You know, I have. I'm. I'm so. I'm so happy that I got to experience it. Uh, long or short as it was compared to others, you know, friends of mine that stayed and have had more yep. success so far, you know, I'm still like, it's, it's so personal. My New York, my New York story, you know what I mean? Which is not, a, it's not very colorful, but it's mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel brave when I look back, when I think back to being a little boy and like, you know, like anytime I want, I'm like, it's kind of cool. Like I, I, I tried, I did it. I'm still trying. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's different now, but I like New York and I have a story, you know, to tell about it. I like it. that too. I have that, that same sense of pride and, you know, so when I was in college, one of my professors who was just a, you know, a dance guy, you know, he said we were getting ready. A whole group of us moved to New York city together. There were like, uh, probably like eight or 10 dance majors and another eight or 10 theater majors. And we all mm -hmm. were like, we're out of here. We're going to go live our dream. And he was like, just remember, 8 million people who live there, you can too. Best thing I've ever heard. You that's know? awesome. Yeah, so. that's true. Because it is daunting. Like, on paper, it's always sounded so daunting with all the songs and the culture of it. But you're absolutely right. It was pretty daunting at times. But that's okay. I loved it. Yeah. But it was daunting. You know. Yeah. But it was great. And, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Some of the best times. Absolutely. Yeah, circles so, that, so. So, so, so you do, so you're primarily an actor then. Do you have any like things coming up? I know you do stuff out of Jersey sometimes, right? Or I, um, yeah, I've worked at the Pegasus theater company. Um, most recently we did a God of Carnage a production a few months ago. Uh, Yasmin Ariza play and it was their first show in their new space. And they just said that they did not get renewed in their new space, which is to no fault of their own because for all intents and purposes, it was successful, you know, but it was, it's a touch bureaucratic and they're looking for a new spot in Bordentown now. And I believe they have a good lead on it. And I can't say too much right now because they didn't give me the green light, but I have something in the fires there. Uh, if all this goes through and that would, that looks like it would be, uh, in March, April, May, May. Um, other than that, uh, projects, um, I, the Levittown Christmas, like you mentioned, um my buddy dave and i uh we've been writing that because i've done a christmas show at broken goblet for six or seven years in a row uh variations um and then we did the christmas carol vibe in 2019 pandemic then i brought it back and we are rewriting it and i'm always writing it um i'm very much an improvised actor um and we did it in 2019 my friend Jim Burns played every role except for uh, my love interest and my role. So he played all the ghosts and made it easy. And we sort of, it was a loose script and we improvised it this year, tried to use the broken goblet cast and crew and bring in some friends. Um, and it was, you know, bigger, it was bigger. We need more rehearsals and we need a better script and we want to have all original music unless we have public domain holiday music. And that's the goal. Uh. So we've been nice. working pretty hard on that since you guys saw it. Wow. Yeah. And what I saw was really good. And I'll put a picture in the, uh, the podcast. Cool. If you have the right kind of app, you'll be able to see it. So it was a really fun uh, performance. Thanks. And I there, really appreciate your, sorry, go ahead, Chrissy. There is a song too, right? Righteous. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, My, you should put that in there too, Steve. There's like a oh, cool. actual song. Eleven Town Christmas. Yeah. Is it is go. it available anywhere? It's I put it up. It's the only song I have thus far on my band um, Bandcamp. Wait. Yeah, Bandcamp. Um so it's available on Bandcamp and 
down. I guess that's it. But if I do, if I work fast, maybe I can get it up somewhere else. In any event, that's cool. If anyone's, you know, yeah, it was a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun little nineties joint. I think a little hip hop nineties joint. And I spit 16 bars. I, they're freestyled though. So keep that in mind. If anyone listens to them, <laughs> if you want to hear a real whack freestyle, it works out. Um, but yeah, we we're sort of taking that song and we're going to, we're going to just build on it and we're going to write Dave Shaw has written music four or five songs already since December, you know, 18th or 17th, whatever that was. And they are to, they are to be in the style nineties, a feel of the nineties. So genres, various genres of the nineties, you know, if you have your, your rock or your grunge or your R and B at the time or a hip, a more hip hop feel. Um, he's written uh, some really beautiful stuff. But Town Christmas, yeah. I, I love the shots you took. I love what you do, too, Steve. You know, your shots, I, I've been following quite a bit from Estabrook to Cara and then some of the bigger shows of Broken Goblet. So I'm grateful that you took any shots at all uh, oh, at the you. Christmas yeah. Carol. <clears throat> yeah, I just had my phone, but uh, I couldn't resist. Right. It was just so, it was cool. It was so cool. And, and right. uh, <clears throat> I often find myself the only person, places, that, I, that like, has a camera. Or, or knows how to take photos. So um, it's just my luck, I guess, sometimes. Yeah, well, my, our luck, my luck. Uh, I'm grateful to like have that, to have that captured, you know, in some regard. And, and with, a, with a nicer quality, be it just your phone even, like, you know, at least it's there now. I can refer to it. Like You, you can get good shots there. if you know what you're doing. Um, sure. Chrissy, though, I think sometimes I annoy her with the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> we got somewhere. <laughs> and then I'll get distracted taking photos. Yeah. But, yes. Know. That is that is true. Although when, <laughs> when there's photos for my stuff, I'm I'm you know then it's fine. But I'm like, You're hey, go for an hour as he's like yeah. up yeah. at the stage. But yeah. honestly, it didn't bother me at the Levistown thing because I was so entertained, and I'm saying that genuinely. Uh, I'm not actually making it's not BS. I was loving it. I thought it was so funny. Uh, I thought it was very clever. I loved all the jokes. I choreographed a version of a Christmas Carol couple of years ago so some of you like the stories you know i like the story a lot you know it's classic i thought it was great yeah it is a classic so i was thoroughly entertained so he was taking photos and i didn't even care it was fine i see well you live by we all have our own sword you know you live by the sword you die by the sword and i guess the camera steve is your sword you know so yeah, although my my real job is software developer so yeah it's a hobby (laughs) but yeah yeah It's uh, it's amazing that you just be able to carry around such a good camera in your pocket. Yeah, really is is amazing. <laughs> it's like you can, you can um, you can get really cool cool stuff sometimes. It's that's great. Is it? Did you have? Uh, did you go to? Do you have any formal training in that regard? Did you have? No. What's your What's your story with art and creating? And uh... Uh, um, let's see if I can do it without my voice killing everybody. <clears throat> I uh, I know. I guess I guess started doing it when we were when I was helping to run the. Um, summer music series in Jenkintown. I was on mm-hmm. a rec board years ago. Oh, and I started taking pictures because I was bored, and I had just my iPhone at the time. And then over the years, I upgraded to real or real cameras, and uh, just got better at it. Um, uh, I met good other photographers in the Philly area, you know. And I just started going to like small bands. You know, I didn't know anybody. I just started going places like Broken Goblet or down in the city and I just would bring my camera and like, I'd be like the only person there taking pictures, yeah. you know, there's be see small bands. And so I would just take pictures and, and like share them and got to know uh, people in the music community. And the main reason I was doing it is because I was kind of like going places by myself and awkward and bored. <laughs> so I was right. like, what, what do I do with myself? And it, it, at first it just gave me something to do, right. you know, keep, keep myself occupied. And, um, and I found out I was pretty good at it apparently. Yeah. It's so, a great product. I mean, it's so, high, you know, that's, that's what I'm told, and yeah, and I've gotten I've gotten some good advice from other photographers, but mo- mainly I just I just kind of iterate on my own my own craft. Awesome, and I, I've I just focused a lot on events and primarily music. It's yeah, little it's its own little thing. I like it because it doesn't require any extra equipment. You know, usually you can't even use a flash, right? Um, so it's just you and a camera. It's right. like very pure photography in the worst possible conditions. Right with light. So it, it really is very challenging and you can also get really cool looking things. If you, um, you know, you kind of know what you're doing and, and do you do a lot of posts? Yeah. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Especially me. And so I, I tend to take a lot of photos and do a lot of editing. 
not everybody does as much editing as I do, but I think right. but, um, that's how I can get interesting stuff. And I usually have an idea of um, what the kinds of shots I want to get kind of look I'm going for. But then a lot of it comes out in the edit, just like with a film. Right. You know, like a lot of it is the, the, is the edit in the end. Surely. Uh, so, so it's like a combination of getting the, in the framing right and kind of having an idea. And then it, the edit is when I, I can start thinking about the real colors and stuff. Cause sometimes I'll, I'll really mess with them. Right. Uh, and cause I saw, I want to, I want to portray a certain kind of like emotion or Feel, yeah. feeling about it. And like everyone's different. Every show's different. And I, and I will try to pick different kinds of shots depending on that. Uh, and like, if you see the ones I did with, um, you know, Mike Locke's bands, you know, like there was intentionally trying to show really happy vibes because yeah. it's like they were so happy up there on the stage. And that's how right. was Mike Locke it. is the happy. Like, yes. Isn't exactly. he a joy to watch drum? Like, yeah, yeah. He, he told me it's like, he's, it's like, yeah, he's yeah. just, he makes you happy watching him. Yeah. And you and so, know, that bro, that man, he's a, he's amazing. He's brilliant. I love him so much. Yeah. He is a stress ball. So when he <laughs> is smiling like that, it's like, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so That's I mean, cool. yeah, I wanted to capture that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, like, I don't always follow the traditional rules of like music photography shots. Right. I get some standard stuff, but then I, I have my own kind of style. I developed um, certain kinds of of shots that I want to get that I don't usually see yeah. a lot of. And I think I think that's what a lot of people respond to. There's usually some photos in there that are like a little more unusual. I don't know if you noticed that if you looked at some of my my work, but I just think it looks. I just yeah. think they're strong. At the end of the day, like you're, it's not. It, you don't look. It doesn't. Yeah. It looks less hobby. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't look oh, yeah. hobbyous to me, based on what no, my experience is. Yeah, I try. I try even when I do it with my phone. Like I don't. I'm trying to make it look like it's a it's a real photo. It's it, it's, it's a composition. It's like, a composition. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. That's how I think about it. Um. I think I think in terms of like every shot being kind of like a portrait or a composition. Yeah. Uh. And. Uh, so it's, it's all about that. It's all about, and I try to do as much composition in the camera as I can. Yeah. You know, I try not to crop too much and stuff. So it's right. It's, uh, it's, it's a mentality. You gotta have but, a show. Do you going to have a show someday? Like, you know, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah I, I really should print. I should do some prints because I have a lot of photos. I've been thinking I got to go through I have like th- hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photos the last several years. I need to like pick out the best of the best yeah. from, of all the local bands. And put yeah. together something, some would prints cool. or something. Yeah. It would uh, be cool, or a website, Stephen. Yeah, her or website. A website no, too. I know. I really, yeah. I really, the software developer. Maybe Broken Goblet will dedicate a bathroom to all your work. Oh, they probably <laughs> would, would be, if he talked them be, into it. That, that's an, that would be an amazing honor. Those bathrooms. And, are, I mean, are, and of course, if no one knows, I don't mean that. That, that might yeah. sound rude, but Broken Goblet's bathrooms are uh, pieces unto themselves. I love the bathroom. <laughs> they're fun. That's what I mean. Like yeah. they're thematic. You Dude, know? Yes. I, I I overhear people talking about the bathrooms to this day. Like just recently, I get once a month. Yeah, once a month, someone's there who, who and I have. There's because I work for them. There's, you know, I love my photo anywhere. To be honest, good or bad, uh, vain as I am. And uh, so I'm in the bathroom, a couple of them, and people are always like snapping pictures and send it to me once a month. Someone's like, hey, you're in the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm on the wall. <laughs> well, I think this would be a good time to play okay. a game called something. Let's do it. So a game called something is this little it's blurry. Of, but can you see it? Do I have I to know. see it? Oh, it doesn't no, really. No, it's a little notebook of cards okay. that I came up with at some point in time. And there's little colors and in, you know, you mm-hmm. pick a color and then we do a question. Okay. And then we answer it cool. and we learn fun things about each other. And so there's gray, there's orange, there's yellow, or there is, uh, you would think I would know the colors by now because it's okay. been like a couple of years. Or I green. think I'd like to go, um, is it G-R-E-Y or G-R-A-Y gray? I'm just kidding, but I'll take gray. Oh, okay. There are very few grays left because I keep rejecting the gray cards and oh. ripping them out. Oh, but snap. there are. <laughs> I don't know. What does that mean? Oh. <laughs> What's the subtext? What were on those cards? Uh, but there is there is a nice a nice question here left in gray, and that is: Do you have a travel goal? 
for like Poetry. life or Norway for the, oh Norway, Norway. Great. yeah there you go. like okay cool why well Norway number one and I'm wearing my Icelandic sweater today I mean not that you can see it in the podcast unless you that's why I thought you were Irish yeah it, so, it is nice no this is an Icelandic sweater actually oh I named our older boy I named him Leif I am Irish but I I don't know there's like a romance for for Vikingdom. But my, I want to go to Norway. <laughs> I don't know. Nor I like cold stuff. And uh, I and at Circle in the Square at Conservatory, I made a great friend named Lars van der Rood Johannesson, and he is a uh, pretty well known actor uh, nationally in uh, in Scandinavia and Norway. And he was amazing. He was one of the best actors I ever played with and uh, and got to know. And I miss him and I love him. And I want to go to Norway. So you ask that. That's the first thing that comes to my mind every time Jane and I talk. We have we travel. We're blessed to be able to travel and go places. Now that our kids are getting older, Norway is my number one that I want to go. Um, yeah, Chai Elskadai means I love you. Oeda um, meta potato day is what's wrong with you? It's potatoes in Norwegian. And then this one's a little. <laughs> this one's a little body. Can I say something? Sing something a little body. Sure. sure. All right. In Norwegian, it goes like this, and I it's I wrote a jingle. And it's, and it's, uh, it's, there's no cursing, but it's body. And in it's translate is, um, you could delete this if you need it or no. Just tell us what it, it is first. <laughs> How about I don't sing it in English and just leave it there? Yeah, I'm never so going to translate get it. Google Translate out. <laughs> Let me have sex with you with my boner. Nice. <laughs> I mean, that's what Lars taught me. Let wow. me finish with Yai Elskadai, which is I love you again. Nice. Yai wow. I, I can't. I can't. Norwegian. That's, yeah. Well, well there you go. Language. That that's a lot of. Yo, I had a, a show in Lambertville. What'd you say? Oh God, isn't it a lot of not vowels? The other thing. Consonants? consonants yeah it's consonants like I'm not Z's sure. and h's and j's and i had a show in lambertville we played my music i had a, like my original stuff and i sang i said something in norwegian for whatever reason like why am i always talking why am i doing it and there was a norwegian dude there and he came up and we jammed for like six minutes <laughs> wow. singing it together it was a really awesome moment Wait, can, can you speak the language uh uh, or just sing some songs that those three things okay because i was like that's that's not an easy language to to be able to no, learn as a second it. language yeah but I still it's it. impressive <laughs> you could sing it yes. you could you could um repeat the sounds well enough so that someone who does understand language would understand that he perked up and we jammed yeah. on that song and i thought wow like i've been saying that for years i sing it at trivia <laughs> broken goblet sometimes and like, there's someone there who was like, "Wait, did you just speak Norwegian?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Do you know what this means?" And he helped me. Train. He's like, "It sounds like you're speaking Dutch or Danish, rather." And I said, uh, "Oh, well, I don't know." And then we just jammed on singing that. So I don't know. It was weird. It was like rad. You never going to happen again. Never know what's going to happen, right? I know. Um, Steve, do you want to share a travel goal, or should I just tell everyone you want to go to Japan? Yeah, you can just tell him we'll go to Japan. He wants That's to go to Japan. One. Although now I'm really interested in Norway. <laughs> That's well. What is it? What are you going to do in Japan? Like, what's the number I, one I've thing? just always wanted to go to Japan. I'm, uh, yeah. uh, a lot of people, I know people who have gone there regularly. Uh, I was always into some aspects of Japanese culture. I was in, like, the anime mm-hmm. club before that was, like, a cool thing. Before that was, like, mainstream. Yeah. I remember when, yeah, you know, yeah. we had that, when, when that stuff was, like, really new to the States. Um and uh, and I just it's a it seems like a really beautiful country and there's a lot of interesting juxtapositions you know from like I think Tokyo is not like the largest city on earth and then you have um, you know the countryside and you have this everywhere in between you just have it's just it's such a different culture and yeah and, and it's physical place yeah and it's yeah. and it's just it's one of those places that I feel like I just want to see in my life and there's other places like that but. But Japan just has always, it's just always been a place that I've, I've wanted to see. And I know people who've, uh, who've multiple people who have been there or, you know, lived there before. And uh, it just seems great. Um, plus, I bet, I bet the food is excellent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of <laughs> you course. Know? So I'm all about the food. So. Yeah. You That's, get to feel like I, a giant. Get some ramen. Steve. 
What? Um, oh, you have to feel like a giant, yeah. Being average height for American, like straight average, get to be a giant in Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Although, if you were from Norway, I guess you'd be a super giant. I know, but the food in Norway scares me with all respect yeah. to Norwegians. I don't know what <laughs> your Norwegian how, contingent is. Yeah, that's how know? I felt when I went to the, the UK. I was like, this food's terrible. With Yeah, you just eat like great ethnic food you know great yeah. like the best uh hey, it's funny i, I ate indian, indian food. When I, was, yes. when I was in london yeah i was like i was eating indian food i'm like whatever hell um, yes the melting pot they yeah. do that you know if you're ain't getting fish and chips uh i got that too that was good yeah that was chrissy good. what's yours uh this is not like my best travel goal but this is one i've been thinking about recently i feel like this would be a good thing to do with my children that's not too ambitious mm-hmm. and i would like to take them somewhere like a mexico or a caribbean yeah. type place Beach. i'm not ready to go across to europe with my children i don't mm-hmm. think i could sit on a plane with them for that long mm-hmm. well the older two would be fine but I would like to do some sort of fun beachy thing. And I've never been to Mexico. I've been to some other warm places like Jamaica and the Bahamas or some crap when I was younger. But I would yeah. like to I would like to go to Mexico or some Kid travel is a whole other beast, man. It would be travel easier to go to a US territory. Yeah. Yes, I figured that as well. But that would feel like vacation without being so overwhelming. You know, there's this place in Canada, Banff. It's beautiful. Banff? B-A-N-F, I think. My friend Buzz is going to kill me if I, he's told me not to tell anyone. <laughs> As if it's like is it a beach? I, lo- I actually like Canada. <laughs> it, it's, it's, you say you don't, you said? No, I do like Canada. Oh, you do like Canada? Yeah, it's, yes. a, um, it's a national park. And it's like, uh, I can't remember. It's like, it's like sort of west, uh, west central. So like Alberta, but if when you Google Bonf and that lake pops up, it's like, dude, we we're talking about it today, Jane and I, because we, we might go to Canada for a trip this summer or maybe Chicago, we're thinking. And I'm like, Bonf is beautiful. Bonf. So, there's, a, there's a town of Bonf. A town of Bonf? Bonf, Bonf, that's C-A. Maybe that's it. Well, there you go. B-A-N-F. They have webcams, traffic cams you can look at. <laughs> yeah, in Bonf? Yeah, it's, if this is the right Bonf, it's, 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 that's pretty funny. Like, it's just on their website. You can just look around at the streets. Does apparently. it look beautiful or no? I mean, for street cams. For <laughs> traffic. The traffic looks fantastic in Bonf. Oh, like the first picture that pops up is this, like, crystal clear. Like, I don't think that's a lie. That's what I keep hearing. Oh. That that is not a lie. That, that big is... lake thing on your phone? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh I see. Oh my God, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna yeah. Google that later. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah. the photos. So I don't know. You can also go. You can also go to Alaska and see stuff like that too. Yeah, it's that's true. so far away though, Steve. I, can't, I don't know how far Banff is. I can't plane that far. Yeah. Well, Canada. Yeah, going to going to Alaska with even with kids is is not. Something I recommend oh, anywhere with kids. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, my kids aren't even that Jersey little anymore. Them. I know. I know. Um, but you guys, I'll go. Um, I'll, I'll go to like a a U.S. territory. Yeah, a U.S. territory. I haven't been to Mexico I either. Sh- so. I haven't been. I think we should do another question. So okay. yeah, let's do it. Righteous, pick another yep. color. Well, let's do a green. A three. green. Okay. Let's see. Less of these have been banished, so that's good. Why did they get? Oh, interesting. She just doesn't like the questions and I then see. doesn't I tell them anybody out. until, until we're Why, in the court. You don't think they're stimulating anymore or something? I get bored of them, so I tear them out and rip that's them up. It. You could uh, just add questions. I did, but they okay. But I can't go back and add them in gray because there aren't any other cards available. It's, See the problem? Her, her, <laughs> her analog way of, of building this. You should deck. do one of these things, you know? Remember this? Yes. Oh, that would be so fun. Yes, that's a great idea. Maybe that'll be okay. version two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Do you have a favorite physical activity? Hmm. Right now, it's basketball. Basketball. Well, that's fun. Yeah. My kids are obsessed. They're seven and six. And uh, we, they just, they're loving it. They're in like little, little league basketball. They're both on. They're both feeling it. They're both happy. And if I can be honest, 
sports are great. Like I'm not anti-sports. I have been an artist, quote artist, which is so trite, but I'm trying to lean into that I'm older in my life. Like I don't care anymore. I'm an artist. You can take me or leave me. But I do get down with sports, especially from the early 90s being 41. But I have suppressed it, you understand? I've suppressed it with judgment. <laughs> and now that my kids are into sports, I keep telling Jane, I'm like, my little boys grow up and they don't know who Arthur Miller is. I'm going to be pissed off. Like, I don't, you know, but it's like Murphy's law, you know, and I, I don't want to cram check off down their throat and, and listen to folk music because they will be division one football players, which would be great or whatever. So right now it's basketball and they have me like waxing nostalgic about basketball. We even played today for like two hours in the cold which has been awesome. It feels, it feels like good, like on a dad level, like I'm doing something, you know, it's, it's nice to share. So that's my physical favorite physical activity right now. That's very nice. Yeah. Um, so I, I am a dancer by profession, but Mm -hmm. recently I've actually been dancing for uh, like for myself. I, I don't know if you're a person who does like artsy things f- for a living. There mm-hmm. is a difference between when you do it for work right. and when you do it for yourself. Right. So recently I have been happily dancing on Fridays with other adult middle-aged dancers. So it's been what, great. where, how? Oh, we just, we get together and we choreograph little snippets. Of cool. And then you put them on the YouTube channel. I put them yeah. on a YouTube channel. Don't you? Don't you put them on your YouTube channel sometimes? I see them. You TikToking? Uh, I think I've or had Facebook. reels. I've had reels recently. Reels. I saw a video of yours. I like this video. I saw look like a um um sort of avant garde uh, in the snow, something uh, or other. Oh in yes. Town. Yes. Um, oh, isn't that is that the thing we made like a couple of years ago? We made a couple of uh, avant garde dance yes. films. Yes, we did. I'm into it. I love avant garde. Walk, walk in the woods. I think you're yes. probably thinking of. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. We, we gotta make that. more of that. Yeah, I, yeah. Chris and I went to the train station. There's like a park there next to the train station, and uh, it was like all covered in snow, and it was like a little bridge, and yeah, we went out there, and I, I filmed it with my iPhone. Yes, awesome. <laughs> that's me going, Steve, I have this idea and you're going to have to follow me around with your camera and then go stand over here. And he's like, what are you talking about? But he that's rad. It, so, but so anyway, so I've been dancing every Friday for like the past couple of weeks with yeah. uh, my dance partner who's named Stephanie Vasta. And we've had some other random dancers pop in. We're hoping to actually put together like a full show somewhere in the spring which we haven't done in years, but that's the plan. That's so cool that, I mean, that you, you're living it and breathing it. But like you said, you're trying to get what more, um, less more though, your, your self identity out of it, right? Like the thing that brings you joy as opposed to the work part, which I'm sure you like, but yes, they're just yeah. different animals. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, you so, gotta do it. You know what I mean? Yeah can't just so be a web developer all day steve or is that what you said you do right That's uh, you I, um it's mostly like uh ios like apple development yeah. and and button software development but the photography yeah yeah is that your main outlet for creativity um, i mean yeah i guess i mean i still do i do software as a creative thing too but um That's yeah true. i guess it's probably more the, the photography yeah it, outside of you know yeah if i'm not doing the software stuff that's probably what it is I'm continually surprised by is how, as I said earlier, like how often I'm the only person yeah. somewhere taking pictures. <laughs> and I just got, at first I thought that was weird. I thought I was like, this is, this is unusual. This can't be the norm. It's actually the norm. It's most, most of the time I go places. If, I mean, I'm not, if it's a small venue or something, like I'm the only guy there. Maybe there'll be one other person occasionally. It's, it's kind of weird. Like maybe it's just the, the places I, I choose. But um, there are a lot of photographers around who do music sure. photography, but I don't run into them nearly as much as I thought I would. So, right. Uh, so that's kind of cool when I'm the, only, I'm the only person there. But sometimes I'll run into other people. But I don't know. Maybe a photography, maybe it's other kinds of photography that are more popular. Yeah, maybe. Because this is like, you know, it's, it's loud and, and like late at night. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's a different, it's not, you know. Yeah. Isn't it difficult to, like, it's not... 
you know, you think about a hobbyist photographer, they walk around at a normal when there's normal amounts of light outside and probably makes their life a little bit easier than where right. you take photos. Um, yeah, it's really hard. It actually is. Uh, I think it's actually quite difficult to do well. There's a lot of movement. You have to really understand how to use your camera. And there's a lot of post-processing you have to do if you want to be to look good. But on the other hand, you can also do it with your iPhone if you if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You can start that, which I've, I've I did, and you can um, you can get away with a lot of stuff too, because you're dealing with really dark spaces anyway. There's like an expectation that things aren't going to look perfectly sharp all the time. They're not going to look like they're going to be a little bit noisy because it, it's just kind of what you expect to see in like a lot of these places. So you get a little more leeway, I think, there too to play around because it doesn't have to be. Like, like it's not to be as good as like a wedding photography photo. It's like, like I I wouldn't want to do wedding photography. It's like one of those areas that you don't do that as a hobby. Well, it's a specific nature, right? And yeah, I mean, you're messing with people's. That's the thing that lives on. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've done event stuff, but I try to keep it to be like you know, not those once in a lifetime events that are irreplaceable. (laughs) Yeah, in a way though, everything is. Everything's irreplaceable. One of the reasons I like doing the photography I'm doing is because every single photo is an irreplaceable moment. Like, and it's something you can't replicate with like computers. Software or something. Yeah. Like, you know, because I take pictures of events of things actually happening with real people there. Um, and the type of shots I try to get, uh, I'm, I'm a little in, I think I'm probably a little bit insulated from the, uh, AI revolution right now. <laughs> I so love that. So like the, like I'm not to bring it back, but that one I've used it as my, my social media picture most recently from Love Town Christmas when you captured me with the beeper. Like I would have forgotten about that, but I like so grateful that you captured that one moment when I'm on the bike in the Raiders thing with the beeper in my hand. Not oh, that yeah, anybody I was really trying. would know, but to me I'm oh, like oh, the, cool. the starter the jacket didn't get enough great. play. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Well yeah, I mean I remember I remember that. Um I think it might be the only one I got that was pretty good at that. I was trying to get to get that because it was a moment that uh was not going to be replicated it was like a special moment of the mo- of the show right because most of the time's up on the stage so yeah. like well like what is this i gotta make sure i, I capture this right uh and uh so i like i i keep an eye out for that kind of thing yeah you, it was quick 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 on the draw yeah you gotta be actually that's one of the, <laughs> you have to be that's why i end up taking like a thousand photos in a night or something because you gotta just shoot 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 way more than you yeah. think to to capture stuff and then it's just like a culling process afterwards. Well, we learned a lot about your photography, Steve, but we didn't learn about your physical activity. I would like to get into rollerblading again, but last time I did it with Chrissy, it's like I could not keep my balance. You so were terrible. a little terrifying. <laughs> I, I got to say it was a little scary. I love roller skating. I roller skate with my 10-year-old, and I really enjoy it. I love it. I wish you weren't so scary on the on the rollerblade, Steve. I used to do rollerblading when I was a kid. I used to go all over the place. I used to go on hills, but it's terrifying. It burned my ankles, and I will never, I never look back. Yeah, yeah, it is harsh on your ankles. Yeah, strengthens them up, though. Hockey, man, such respect. I, not, I know uh, I never got to play hockey. I played basketball for, like, one season in, like, middle school or something mm. elementary school something like that i was never good at organized sports still not i have never played any organized sports in my life and i don't think i think at this point it's probably a dead duck when did you start <laughs> dancing what how old were you when you started dancing uh so that's actually a somewhat humorous story when i was four my mom sent me to dance class like Lots of mothers send their cute little girls, and I was kindly asked to leave after licking the mirror. Licking the mirror. (laughs) And so I uh, waited a few years, and then I went back to dance at seven, and that was that was it. That's funny because that's how I got into theater school. Is I licked the mirror, and they were like, "Oh, that was brilliant! Great choice." Yeah, yeah, theater people are a little more forgiving than the the strict, you know, the strict dance teacher. Um, so, what? Where can we find all of your stuff? Mm. You know, <laughs> go yeah. ahead. I uh, I wish I, I wish I had like a uh, I wish there was a better answer. I mean, I, I'm I use uh, I use my social media best I can, right? Just jolly, you know, Facebook and Instagram, but I don't do very well with it. I have a website which is 
just general, but it, it's not updated enough. But the thing is, so Righteous Jolly, if, if you, you know, you can follow me in, in all those places. But when my music is out, I expect to start hitting the pavement much harder and uh, have like my website updated forthcoming. That is so redundant. People say that. Well, actually, what's, the, what's the website? It's uh, righteousjolly.com. And uh, I'll have out when the when the album's finished. I just feel like I don't have content to share, you know, and I'm not creating content constantly, um, which is a whole other hustle. I don't know how people do it. Um, Me either. In this so. modern era. Um, uh, they, they do it and then they get burned out and then they make a YouTube video about how they're burned out and they take a vacation <laughs> for like six months and they come back. But yeah. we can see you host some trivia. Yeah. Monday and where do night, we do that? Monday night uh, at the Temperance House uh, in Newtown. Uh, Tuesday night in Doylestown at Hopscotch in Bucks County. Rad little bar. They have a, they're a great cocktail bar. And uh, they're in like a market. So you can choose from several restaurants to eat. Uh, and it's a nice fare. Very nice fare. And that's Tuesday nights and Wednesday night at Broken Goblet, uh, which you're familiar with. And then uh, that's probably all I have to report right now. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but. Yeah, I I am this. I am. You have been listening and sharing your night with the seventh best trivia host in Bucks County. I love that you use that for marketing. I gotta say, I love it. So thank you so much for hanging out tonight. It was nice to chat. Super easy to talk to you. So I'd love to have you back when you get your music out there for the world to hear. Um, Thank you guys. I can't wait for you to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, Steve, do you want me to do the wrap-up since you can't talk? And hopefully I don't forget anything? Uh, yeah. Why don't you give okay. it a shot? I will, I will see if I can do this properly. So if you like what you're listening to, you can actually uh, buy us a cup of coffee, which actually isn't a cup of coffee. It's actually just like a few dollars to, to share with us for the podcast. But <laughs> they call really- it... I, I know I'm terrible at this. They call it giving you a cup of coffee, and Steve will put the link oh somewhere. Do you want to J- do it, Steve? JakeandTownArtsGarage dot com slash coffee will go- take you to our our um our page on um buy me a coffee. It's what the service is called. It's like a one of those like Patreon type services, but you don't need to subscribe. Or, there's no membership right now. But if you like to just basically give us some money, I eat. Let us, you know, buy a coffee. You can do so right there. Apple Pay, whatever you want. It doesn't require you to sign up for anything. So that's why we set it up. So chickenartsgarage.com slash coffee will take you there. Uh, and that'd be great. And I think we're going to like roll out other types of things in the future. But that's what we're starting with. If you want to directly and monetarily support us. And uh, otherwise you want to subscribe. That's uh, partnersofcrime.show for the podcast. You can find, look at our website, chickenartsgarage.com. Facebook and Instagram at Jenkintown Arts Garage. We could be real. Is that? A, can you be on Be Real, or is that just? I have no idea. Because you have to I just be know, real to be. I, on I just real. know that once a day, my one, my tween daughter runs around the house to taking her be real? be real. So, do you know this this uh, platform? Never heard okay. of it. I'm only familiar with the rapper from Cypress Hill with the same name. Okay, so there's a new social network, social media platform that is popular with the teens and tweens or which I have three daughters so I get to experience all these wonderful things and it's called be real so once a day a notification goes out and you have two minutes to take your be real and it's a front facing and rear facing selfie at the same time and then your be real will be shown to all your be real friends ah. who are actually hey. virtual friends because it's through an app right and what do you, you just have to be real in the moment? Yes. And you have and two minutes to be real. And yeah. what does be real look like? It looks it's, like bad selfies with front and rear facing cameras. Yeah, the, the, the idea is you can't you curate share? it. Yeah, it gets shared to your network. So but you can't you share as a human. Are you like, yeah, be real. Right now I have terrible diarrhea and I just feel like I got to go. I just got to, I'm out. You no, know, I, don't I don't think know. there's, too I don't think there's words. I think it's just no, these it's just, terrible selfies. It's just images. So it's, oh, it's the front. It's, it's, it's whatever's, it's whatever your face is and what's your camera's looking at. Cause it does both sides of the camera. Phone. Oh. And so the idea is, you know, it's, you don't have time to create a curated 
image. You don't have time right. to like, so, but you end up with like sh- cr- crappy snapshots. So I don't really understand right. it as a, from a photography standpoint, oh, it okay. sounds terrible. It's, it's like, okay, give me two minutes to take a picture of like the wall I'm looking at. Like I, yes. it seems like a dumb idea, but it's popular. So interesting. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm at, at least, at least it's, it's better than like, Instagram probably where that because that seems to create neuroses in people. That's true. So you know maybe this one is 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 preferable. You just you know it's your kids. I see them doing it, Chrissy, and it's it's like oh what, god, we have two minutes. Oh no, no they the do be the real. be real. So the funny thing about this, I'll just say one more thing, and then we will actually wrap. They're this not up. a sponsor or anything. So no, oh, is, so right. my my ten year old daughter never takes a good photograph. She's always looking sideways. She's making the weirdest face ever. I mean, she's like this. I mean, Steve will have to take like 15 pictures of her to get like something oh, even. It, she's yeah, really bad. It's, it's she's tough. Well, my middle daughter only takes her B-reels with Amelia. And so they're all completely horrible. Like, Amelia's like, uh, uh, looking off That's to the fun. side. That's the way to do it, I feel like. Yeah. So See, that, every single that makes it one is like, yeah. you right. know, looking up Amelia's nose, and it's actually, now at this point, it's funny. So. Um, but what's I think what's okay about it is that I think it's just your private network. Yes, it is. Of friends. It's only so, your friends. Like, regular social media can be extremely damaging to, uh, to young people. Yeah. Uh, because of the performative nature of it and it's it's very public but if it's just among your friends it's it seems like it's, yeah, it's more it's not, nurturing and yeah. less vul- less vulnerable yeah and and if you just it's you it's just like if you're just chatting with your friends you're not tweeting to the public it's 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 like a very different thing so the the I, this seems like to me um just looking at it without having any done any super research on it, it seems like a way um way better way to be engaging in social media for people that age Right, a lot of other options. So, there you I'm go. fine with it, and it's funny to see all the terrible it's pictures. Cute, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's yeah. a brand. That's unto itself. Anyway, all right, me. yeah, thank you for coming yeah, and hanging out. You, you know, right. we only met briefly a few times, but I dig, I dig what you do. I, I respect it, and I, I, you know, keep up the hustle. It's always inspiring to meet people who are constantly trying to make something happen. So, thanks for doing this and having me. Awesome. Have a great night. All right. Bye. Bye. Dive,